global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hey guys, Rod here at A Better Way to Farm where we increase yields and improve profits. We titled this Three Things to Think About Before Plunging Into Biologicals. And real simply, what are those three things to think about? Those three things would be your macronutrients, your secondary nutrients, and your micronutrients. So why do I say that? Well, it's been an interesting week. We've done a lot of reading. We've had a lot of interaction on Facebook and some of the other social media. We have posted some photographs unsolicited. Our good friend BJ, he sent us some stuff showing some differences that he had. Our really good friend Jerry from down in Missouri, his son sent us some photos of where they had what we call a goof plot. They simply forgot to turn the pump on, and they did not get their secondaries and their micros and their starter in furrow, and it made a huge difference. There were some people who were questioning whether or not it was real. It's very real, and I'd be happy to do a three-way call or a conference call and talk about that with them. But it really got me thinking. A couple of the comments that guys have put up is that they're thinking about going away from starter, completely going away from starter, and just going to go to biologicals. Guys, I'm not opposed to biologicals. We've got plant growth regulators that are excellent. We've got cytokinins, and we know how well they work. We have gibberellic acid. We have endobutyric acid. So we've got some things here that we know that make a difference. We've got products with humic acid in them, fulvic acid. We understand those things and how they work and how they play a part in a successful program. But they're not the whole answer. So let's talk about why is it so important that we take care of our macros, our secondaries, and our micros. It's hard not to be intense about some of the things that we're seeing. I just read in one of the newsletters that I get, and it was an agronomist talking about the fact that you really need to be looking at your sulfur. Now, it's very interesting because here at A Better Way to Farm, we've been encouraging guys to use sulfur and to use sulfur that we don't sell, so it wasn't for us for commission purposes. It was because it's what was right for you, the American grower. And you need that sulfur for a lot of reasons because it does a ton of different things. We know that there's a ratio between nitrogen and sulfur of about 1 to 10. And if we get that out of whack, we hurt. We know that they cleaned up the atmosphere many years ago. We took sulfur out of diesel fuel. We have put in scrubbers and smokestacks. We're making a huge difference in how clean the rain is. There's no more acid rain. What does that mean? That means you used to get free sulfuric acid. Now it means you're going to buy it. And so there's a lot of reasons that we've seen the sulfur levels across the corn belt tank. Corn requires a significant amount of sulfur just in and of itself. Aside from what it has to have for the soil chemistry to work correct, we need some that is free, in other words, not tied up in the chemistry reactions, but it's free and available to go into that plant. And so when we start looking at those numbers, it's pretty significant. Now, we've also seen the industry in the last 90 days come out and Some of the big names are saying, well, just put 20 pounds of sulfur everywhere. Guys, that's kind of like saying when there was a disease going through the countryside that everybody who was going to go to the doctor should just get one shot of amoxicillin. That's it. We're all going to take a shot of amoxicillin. We're going to call her good. Doesn't matter if you've got cancer, if you've got COVID, if you've got a cold, we're going to give you a shot of amoxicillin. Does that seem pretty ridiculous to you? Because it does to me. And the fact of the matter is just a blanket 20 pounds of sulfur is not the answer. As a matter of fact, we would prefer 
because we know that all sulfur needs to be in the sulfate form. And if we're using yellow granular sulfur, there's a long time delay between applying a granule and getting sulfate into the plant. And so we would indicate or would urge you to think about ammonium sulfate, to think about ammonium thiosulfate, talking about putting on some 210024 with a broadcast or putting some 120026 in with your side dress or with your pre-emerge chemicals, but somehow to get that sulfur out there. And we believe that it is paramount, as in with everything we talk about, guys, we want to see a soil test. Why in the world would we try to get a prescription without getting a diagnosis first? If I call the doctor and I say, hey, doctor, I need to see you, and my doctor, she just says, well, Rod, just go down to the drugstore and get this. She didn't hear what was wrong with me. She didn't look at me. She didn't have any idea. Maybe I had a headache. Maybe I cut my left leg off. Maybe I've got the flu. But I'm going to hope that she treats all three of those separately. Guys, that's what we're doing with our soil. We're just going out here and saying, we don't know what's wrong with it. We're just going to put this on and hope it works because that's what everybody does. You know, I, I am not a fan of everybody knows. You know, everybody knew in 1491 that the world was flat. And then in 1492, they made a discovery that wasn't true. And so right now we've got people running around saying, oh, everybody knows you should put on 20 pounds of sulfur. We've got guys we work with whose sulfur levels are actually very adequate, borderline on too high. Not very many, but there's a few. We have some people who are just medium deficient, and then we have others who are massively deficient. And those need to be handled differently. So we got to look at the prescription. And I say all of this, what does this have to do with biologicals? Well, it's real simple, guys. We've got people who are saying, we're, gonna, we're not going to use starter. On their pictures that you can go back and look at the post, it was interesting because the guy was saying, there is no way that just starter did this. He's right. Just starter didn't make those differences. But using the soil test and using the right starter, low salt, orthophosphate, doing the right thing. Guys, right here on my desk pad, it says in red ink, it is never wrong to do the right thing. When we do the right thing and we use an orthophosphate, when we use a clear product, when you use a low salt, when we row place it correctly according to the guidelines. But then the gold medal winner is this, guys. We have to put in the micronutrients as needed. That's what's making that big difference. I have no doubt that people have went out and they've done with and without on 10340 and there was very little difference. I have no doubt that they've went out with a 918.9 by itself and maybe got very little difference. But if we go out and we put on a good 31818, a 21519.3, an 81611.2, or a good 918.9, and we have the micronutrients that are 100% chelated, and we put them on per the soil test. We're not just throwing darts at a board hoping we get it right, but we do it as a prescription. We go to the soil doctor, and the soil doctor at Midwest Lab says, okay, do this, and then we do this. And all of a sudden, those are how we get the results that you guys are seeing in those pictures. Every one of those is legit. And every one of those is not solicited. Those are guys, Chris had two rogues plugged. You can see it for a long ways off when you get next to it. BJ, he went out and he said, all right, here we go. We've got just our seed emergence aid. Now here's the starter and the appropriate micros. And look at the difference. Jerry and Matt, they came in and, and Matt said, mm, I think dad might have forgot to turn the pump on here. And he was being tongue in cheek, of course. And it's really different. And you can see it. All of this is coming out to talk about the biologicals. We are not opposed to biologicals, and I think the future is big, and I think there's going to be a lot of things come down the pike. 
But I think in the process, we're going to learn the importance of micros and secondaries and macros because all of the biology in the soil flourishes best when everything else is there that it should be. We know that Dr. Albrecht, 50, 60 years ago, down at Mizzou, was talking about this. It's in one of his books that I've read. And the quote is, is that soil biology will flourish in the presence of adequate nutrients and in the absence of any one nutrient, the biology suffers. And guys, for instance, we know, as I got people saying, well, I'm just going to put on amino acids. I want to add amino acids. That's the deal. Because we all get this bright idea. We got this one thing that's going to change the world. Okay. And we're just going to do amino acids. Okay. That's fine. We like amino acids. But are you aware of the fact that amino acids are really, really impacted by sulfur? Adequate sulfur improves your amino acids. Well, maybe before we add amino acids, we should do a soil test, do the prescription, and see how much sulfur it is that we need to apply to get those. We've got guys that are saying, hey, we're going to put on mycorrhiza. We know that we need more mycorrhiza fungi, and so we're going to apply a bunch of those. Did you know that adequate boron in the soil makes those flourish? Are you aware of the fact that when we have adequate boron levels, the mycorrhizae do better and therefore you get more phosphorus uptake? That we can improve the amount of phosphorus going into the plant just by getting the right amount of boron? Guys, I've said this many times. I'm going to say it again. Pull out your soil test. Pull them out. Look at them. What is your boron level? It's a very simple concept. Is it 0.8 or under? Because if it is, you need boron. And the farther it is under, and we see tests frequently at 0.1 parts per million, 0.2 parts per million. They need a lot of boron, a lot. And it's got to go on in a form that will go into that plant. And guys, I believe that as the people at the universities, as they're wanting to study stuff, and I believe there are grad students out there who are going to take off and they're going to study start to figure out the importance of what this micronutrient does in relationship to this soil biology, this bug, this bacteria. And I do believe that one of the things that we're going to be looking at here is how to make those flourish. I also know that, you know, I see guys, we've got 10,000 different micros in this jug. We've got bugs in a jug. We've got this. And I would love for that to work. We have done a lot of that. My mentor has said that when we apply multiple strains of bugs, that sometimes they end up kind of like a 14, bunch of 14-year-old boys on the playground. You got to figure out which one's dominant, and not much gets accomplished until they figure that out and have a little fist fight. And so we've probably been more successful just targeting a certain bug if we could figure out that we needed it and isolate it. But I still believe that fundamentals win ball games, plain and simple. And the fact of the matter is, fundamentals are not just NPK. We are so far past that, and I hope that you guys are aware of that. If you've got teammates, agronomists, consultants who are telling you more N, more P, more K, that's it. That's the answer. It's time to make a trade, okay? They need to be traded because it is not out for debate. We know that secondaries and micros are critical to the plant developing and maturing and making good yield. But we also are learning that there is already a great body of evidence talking about how sulfur affects amino acids, talking about how boron affects mycorrhiza. There's a lot of different things out there as we talk about these and what these deficiencies do, and not only in the plant, but also in the soil. So, guys, if you're thinking about doing some 
mugs in a jug. If you're thinking about diving off into biologicals, I think that's cool. But I want to make sure we're not jumping on something just because it's new and sexy. You know, we get these buzzwords and we like those. And so we're going to do that for a while. And then we get a new buzzword. And we're going to go do something different for a while. Then we get a new buzzword. And that's good for the marketplace, man. It lets the marketplace bring you tons of things to buy. But the fact of the matter is, let's nail the fundamentals. And then let's see what we can do when we put down these extra things, when we do these biologicals, when we do these plant growth regulators, when we do these different things, let's give them the best opportunity. And maybe, just maybe, if we do the right thing with our micros and our secondaries, Maybe we could replace those expensive biologicals. Do I believe there's a future in biologicals? Make no mistake. I want to be crystal clear. Yes, I do. I think there will be things come out that are very exciting, and I think it will continue to evolve. But I also think that we don't want it to be a theory. Guys, we've been testing biologicals. We started a test with something many years ago. It was probably back in the late 90s, and this guy came, and he was one of the front runners on this, and he had a biological And I listened to his theory, and it made great sense. It did. And I tried it, and I wanted it to work. I wanted to be able to sell it, and I wanted to be able to make things better for the American farmer. And the fact of the matter is, we used that product in the exact same location three years in a row. And we're talking in the 90s, and it was 20-some dollars per acre. And in three years, not one time did we get a yield increase. I can't come to the marketplace with a theory. I have to come to the marketplace with profit for you. And this product didn't pan out. Obviously, it never did take off. We didn't take it and neither did anybody else. But the fact is, it sounded good. And there are a lot of things out here right now that the theory behind them is fantastic. But the implementation is not panning out so well. And I just want you guys to do the right thing. I want you guys to be profitable. You know, you can do business with us or you cannot. We're, everybody is not going to jump in and, and do what we do. And we're totally cool with that. Our job is to bring value to you guys here in the marketplace, give you something to think about. And that's what we're attempting to do here today with this. But I want you to think about the fact that before you buy that amino acid, that you look at your soil test and say, hmm, I need some sulfur. And before you buy that mycorrhiza, you say, hmm, my boron levels are terrible and I've never addressed that. Maybe we look at those first. And guys, there's so many more like this. It's just fundamentals. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. We would love to help you. If in some fashion you can reach out to us and and get some assistance, man, do it. You can call us at 641-919-1206. We really enjoy talking to you guys. I hope that you take this and you think about it. You let it resonate for a little bit and say, "Mm, okay, let me see what I can do here to improve my operation because that's the bottom line. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your time. We look forward to talking to you soon, and we really do hope you're having a better day. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.